Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. y'all two peas in a bong in the building it's your boy dp it's your boy kp and reporting live from the super bowl it's bong <laughs> we i mean well shit we are live from the super bowl ain't we, we you got like you you guys yeah, are damn near yeah yeah i was gonna say speaking of la man you see what they did at the coliseum how they tried oh, yeah, to yeah Unbelievable! Man. Getting- I thought it, I thought it was gonna be too small for something like that. So did I. Right? I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. So did I'm I. I'm like, that's gonna be like a like a uh, Hot Wheels track, nigga. Like what? <laughs> you niggas put asphalt in the damn coliseum, hey, man. They, they hey, like with, 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 the turf money up. can make anything happen. Un- yeah, clearly. They like, wait a minute, man. The Super Bowl's in LA. We got to give people something to do. And shit. Listen, LA is about to get real competitive for in regards to like what's being done out here and, um, you know, just yeah. vying for people's attention. Man, especially when the Clippers branch off and get oh. the, the, the basketball arena in Inglewood. Nigga. So they. They have already started contacting me about seats at that arena, right? Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, I've gone to some Clipper games in the past and stuff. I haven't been in this this season, and the the way I did it though was StubHub most times, right? Yeah, I just hop on StubHub, get my tickets, blah blah blah, whatever. I mean, I've been to playoff games, all kind of shit, and I always sit lower level. Cause I had a system on how to work that shit, you know, supply and demand economics, whatever. So this dude hits me up and, um, he's telling me about the, the shit that they got. And, you know, you can do this and, uh, we can have you be a member if you pay and you can get, um, you know, uh, first dibs at seats at the new arena, all this shit. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I start asking him about shit and I'm like, all right, well, man, if y'all can't give me a a smaller package because they only offer half season, full season, right? I'm like, if y'all can't give me a smaller package, like let's say five games that I choose, I don't want to do it because this is the same shit that this lady was offering before. Full season, half season. Do you know, nigga, we go back and forth, back and forth, and this motherfucker is trying to, you know, make a sale, basically. So I said, fuck it, man. Check this out. Clippers got a game coming up against the Lakers, the Bucks. And I think it was somebody else. I don't know if it was Brooklyn. It was somebody. But I was like, give me your best price on those three. 
Mm. And while this nigga is going through like, oh, well, you know, those are those are some premium games. It's probably going to be high. So as he's doing that shit, I go on StubHub, right? <laughs> I find d- dead ass. I find four <laughs> tickets, two to the Laker game, two to the Bucks game. I would have paid probably under it was under 300 bucks lower level to go to both of those games total total so i told this nigga i said hey man if you ain't giving me something that's less than 300 for the next two games coming up i don't there's no point in me fucking with you yeah i got a better thing going with stuff huh yeah. <laughs> right I'm like, I know y'all record these calls, man. So take this shit back to your superiors and tell them y'all got to come up with something that's going to combat StubHub or y'all not going to be selling, you know, these packages to motherfuckers. But I was like, fuck that arena. I don't give a fuck about that shit. That shit ain't up until, you know, what, 2024? Fuck that shit. Show me some price on what you got now and maybe y'all consider buying that shit. Otherwise, the fuck out of here. And in anyway, 2024, DP will be a season ticket holder to the Clippers. <laughs> after right. all of that. <laughs> man, hell no. Nah. Like Ubang said, man, those motherfucking seats, the price on those is going to be astronomical, man. You can sell yeah. them. Get them and sell them. Yeah. Nah, that's true. So the thing about L.A. and well, let me stop saying that. The thing about Inglewood. And this Super Bowl that's upcoming, and uh, I talked about this with a few of my folks um, earlier in the week. L.A. Inglewood was ready for the Super Bowl by stadium alone, mm-hmm. but the infrastructure doesn't support a Super oh, Bowl. It's I'm, fucking terrible. I'm talking about <laughs> if you want to watch the game. So let's say. You want to come and get the Super Bowl experience. You're going to be out here all week from Cincinnati or wherever the fuck you come from to, to watch either the Bengals or the Rams. And you don't want to pay 6K. I heard it's up to 8K for the for the nosebleeds now. 8,000 for the nosebleeds and, and up, right? Where the fuck can you go in Inglewood to watch the fucking game? We got Red Lobster, Chili's, and both Sizzler, Sizzler. And yeah, both, Sizzler. Hey, listen, Prairie. Both of those bars, <laughs> right? Red Lobster, Red Lobster and Chili's, their bars probably seat like 10 to 15 people. So imagine on game day, you want to pull up to the local Chili's or Red Lobster to watch the Super Bowl. You know, it's gonna a lot of the a lot of the action is gonna bleed into Hollywood and downtown or whatever, but it's like damn Inglewood, you need you needed to build out bigger, you know, like a big ass Buffalo Wild Wings or a big ass motherfucking Dave and Buster's, like a big ass spot that can house people. Say so they need to have somebody throw some asphalt down in <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings and build some new shit like the Coliseum, but for real, because everything in Inglewood is a mom and pop. Everything in Inglewood is a, is a small time, you know, mom and pop is is made to seat fifteen to twenty. You know, it'll be a nice experience. And I, I was I was telling a friend of mine today, all those hotels at LAX, the Hilton, the Marriott, Courtyard, all that shit, all the um the, the actual in the hotel bars are yeah. gonna be fucking lit. It's gonna be like a party in that motherfucker because a lot of these people won't have nowhere else to go to actually watch the game. Yeah. So 
it's crazy. And for anybody, by the, well, I guess, no, by the time this show, by the time this episode comes out, it'll still be before the Super Bowl. If you're coming to L.A., don't tuck your chain. Just don't wear your chain. Like you would think that. People get the public service announcement every year we have something big out here in L.A. And motherfuckers still want to show out knowing that we got niggas out here on standby. The Jackers is out here on standby waiting. Every single Roscoe's, whether you go to the one on Manchester, whether you go to the one on Pico and La Brea, whether you go to the one in on Gower in Hollywood, I don't give a fuck if you go to the one in Pasadena. If you go to a Roscoe's, they pulling up on you and they snatching your chain, taking your wallet, all that shit. Like, they already know. They know where y'all gonna be hanging out at. They looking for the country Midwest motherfucker with two chains on, got a rolly on, some dumb shit, looking crazy in a rental that you know, a, a, a Benz or a Range Rover as the rental. Like, leave your good shit at home. Just come out here and enjoy yourself, man. Like for real. Ubon, what about the what? Nah. What about the one in Anaheim? Are they safe at the Roscoe's in Anaheim? Yeah, I think they safe, man. That's kind of far. They ain't going that far. <laughs> they ain't, they ain't that far to get you. That's the joint. That's the joint over there by Great Wolf Lodge, man. Um, yeah, kids' water park. Yeah, yeah, they good. Hey, over there. funny. Funny shit. I was uh I was watching Drink Champs. Y'all remember um that documentary that uh Big U had uh Hip Hop Uncovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh with Bimmy and um and Deb and yeah, yeah. Um so he was on there and he was talking about um how he saw T.I.'s son at the Roscoe's on Manchester, and he was like, What the fuck? <laughs> like why are you here yeah and it's like man you gotta know where you at he was he was like you at the wrong one like yeah. right you know try to go to one of them other ones go to know? hollywood go to go to yeah, uh, pasadena go right yeah it's the, the, right, it's the two right, main right. ones the two main ones we're gonna catch some action at is the one over here in man on manchester that they built by lax and the one the og joint on pico and la brea and then I think there's another yeah. one on the east side. It's another one there, on the east what, side. That's the one I thought you were talking about. That one on Manchester. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah no. that's what I'm talking about no. on Manchester. Yeah, uh, no, no, it's no, on no, the no. east side. It's like Manchester and Main Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Listen. Yeah, hey, that's it. People, I did not mention the Roscoe's on Manchester and Main because I don't even go there. I have yeah, never I, been to the man. To the, oh, that's the well, one I've been to. You know what? The house. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I've been I've been to pretty much all of them. I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all, man. I am a it's one in Long Beach too, ain't it? Yeah, I'm a bougie, yeah. I'm a bougie ass South Central nigga, right? I'm from South Central <laughs> Los Angeles, but if it's past the street, the street called Figueroa, I don't go. I don't I don't I don't operate past Figueroa. Like uh, you, know, you, don't, you don't even you, well, well, I guess I Wuhan guess not we always say yeah, we always say the 110 divides the east and the west side. Yeah, I don't go past but the Fig is like right before that yep. shit. So this nigga Ubang don't even go to go to the 110. Oh, hell nah. Everything for me is 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 fig and west. <laughs> like I don't go to the east, man. It's too hey, they got different rules over there, man. It's crazy. Like I remember I was on the east side one time and I tried to go somewhere and they don't accept debit cards. Like, what is cash or EBT? I'm like, uh -huh. Y'all niggas, niggas play by different rules over here, baby. I can't, I can't. <laughs> with you. 
Man, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh shit! Well, you know that's where Kevin is from. Man, so. listen, shit. He do. Hey, he done moved on up like George Jefferson, though. <laughs> Every time I see, I Kevin, used to be over there chilling with him, though. So I, you know, I know what's up with the East Side too. But hey, I got it's some, a different world. I got some folks on the East Side, man. I just don't frequent the East Side. I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all. Yeah. Hey, we just had a dis- we just had a discussion about the east side versus west side, and then even further than that, because oh, yeah, we were talking about the up. you know how the yeah. girl bring this. We talking about how the Come girls on. look right on, on the man. east side versus west side. Come on, Ubang. Come on, Kevin. Don't let me down, Ubang. <laughs> west side. So Kevin asked me, no, 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 no. Hold on, no. Oh, let's let's that. get to this question. We, we know that Kevin though. asked me to name the three schools. That had in, the in, baddest. Wait, 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 in L.A. City, in L.A. Yeah, City. in in L.A. Name the name the three schools in L.A. that had the baddest chicks in high school. Westchester, and then you had to go west. You had to go. Uh, you had to go Laces, um, and then damn. Other than that, see, I see. I I. I, well, it couldn't be like so. Taft was too far. Wow, 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 wow. I wouldn't have put Taft up there. Wow, laces. Wow, 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 I would wow. give consideration. I put laces honorable mention because I know some bad ones that went to laces. Either, either, either laces or or Hamilton. Like that little pocket right there. You, you, you okay? You started you, off good. Wow, hey, wow, wow, but, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, for sure. But but for sure, Westchester, and then. I mean, maybe I mean, we counting like a the private school, like St. St. Bernard's, like a. All right. No? So wait, wait. I gotta. Uh-huh. So I give you a pass, Ubong, because Ubong wasn't going like you didn't go to all. The he different named some schools. cool ones. You did, but I, I, I'm gonna give you a pass because he didn't go to all the different high schools to see. He he went to some, but Ubong, there's no way that we could be talking about fly ass girls growing up. And we can't throw Palisades in there. Oh no! See, I didn't. I was, yes. I, no, my oh, bad. Yes. Oh, no, no, Palisades. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I wasn't. No, no, no. That's real. No, 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 I no, never no. heard talk this fast. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let the man explain. No, 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 no. I forgot. I forgot. That was, and that was like all the, um, yeah, like all the, all the good ones went out there, like the mixed chicks, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, I. That's that's just a. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to reach back into the memory bank to try and <laughs> pull the information out. You see, I didn't say, let me not disrespect the Shaw because. Oh, no, no, you, no. You brother. did disrespect the Shaw. That's in there. You, you did disrespect the, the Shaw. The Shaw is in there. How could you? Hey, maybe, maybe I took home team for granted, right? But you, you did. You did. Absolutely. But, you know, it, but for it's, it's like when you've been around, when you've been around people for so long, it's like, uh, okay. You know, no, nah, I feel that. I feel that. Like, you know, it it, 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 it is what it is. But, you know, high school is a hell of a time, man. Um, the, the, the three I told him off top was the three that I saw uh, Palisades, yep, Westchester, okay. and Crenshaw. And then, honorable mention, we said he asked me, he well. said, man, he said, man, uh, if you had to throw one more in there, who would you say? And you had named them already. I said Hamilton. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, Hamilton and Laces was like up the street from each other. They're like a couple exactly. blocks away from each other. So it was that yeah. segment, the the um the chicks for, that was for, like on the west side, like true west me, side. For me, Laces didn't have enough. Cause they, they was, have some now. No, no, I'm saying, but they were still it's a small school. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's it's not enough in comparison to all those other schools. Right. We yeah. were we, right. I, so Uban, this happened because I was breaking this down to my son and uh my oldest son Kevin. And I was saying, man, I, I was saying what you know, which school produced the the flyest girls growing up. And so I was like, man, watch this. I'm gonna call your Uncle Wayne, man, and he's gonna tell you. And lo and behold, I gave him the same scenario. And he said the same three schools, Palisades, Westchester, Crenshaw. And then we were yeah. on there, we started breaking it down to him. I was like, yeah. So Lauren London's like a Palisades chick. Yeah. I said, Aaliyah, the singer, the late great Aaliyah, I said, she's a Crenshaw chick. Yeah. I throw her in Crenshaw. Okay, and then okay. I said, I said, Beyonce is Westchester. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I was, so then we start, so then we start going we're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I see where you're going with this. I, <laughs> and it was a whole discussion centered around that. And I was like, man, and, and DP was like, man, we got to poll this question to people. How can we poll it to people to see what they say, see what the answers are? I'm like, man, you know, I don't know how we're going to do to it. Give them the, you'd have to give them the names. Because like I said, for me, Palisades was where all the, all, like all the, the little bougie little chicks went. But I had to reach back into the memory bank. So if, if it's not in the front of your mind, like Westchester's like almost like not right up the giving. street, but you know, it's like right there. And yeah, like Westchester was just what it was because that's where a lot of the, um, the chicks that was in that little, that little pocket, the, you know, the, uh, the Ladera, the, mm -hmm. I mean, that whole little area right there. Cause they parents didn't want to send them to Crenshaw. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. <laughs> what DP said. Oh my, that's exactly what I told him. <laughs> so you know what? So so with that, based on that, based on that alone, yeah. So the the like the spillage, right? The the spillage of Ladera. <laughs> the spillage, and, nigga. And, <laughs> the spillage of like Ladera and uh, and Baldwin and all that. They did end up at Crenshaw. It was the nigga. This is funny as fuck because this is kind of <laughs> the framework I was setting and saying to Kevin the same fucking shit the other night, man. It was, it was, and you know, I, I, and I, I purposely left Crenshaw because, like I said, it was, it was, it was home. So like, nah, yeah, I get, I get that. That's actually a good explanation. Crenshaw excluded because you know when we now after we left, I can't speak to that. But when we was there, remember, we was still, people still, you know, was pulling up to Crenshaw. I think we, um, Crenshaw was in uh, the uh, Love and Basketball joint. They was mm -hmm. in, in the Moesha shit a couple times. That's where, you know, I think Kobe was did an episode where he's supposed to be uh, at Crenshaw or some shit like that. He like, did. you know, like, it, like Crenshaw was still the squad, you know, and that, yeah. shit, that shit went all the way back to fucking Boys in the Hood. Boy, boys in the Hood, dig it. Yeah, hey, man. So, yeah, Crenshaw is still there. You know what they are now? Have y'all seen uh, All American, the TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Oh, this shit is yeah. South Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. Anyway, oh, so, yeah, but shit. Let's get to it, man. Why we on? 
while we on football, man, you mentioned all American. Let's let's jump into um what we came here to discuss today, man. Uh, Tell them what they came to see. Easy. <laughs> Easy. So this is some shit that we talked about before, you know, on this show. Um, we've had discussions about plenty of things concerning the NFL and basically what's going on on the field, shit that's going on off the field. Now, we've had talks about coaching and coaching positions and stuff like that. And, you know, we've gone all the way from Deion Sanders in college to coaches uh, getting opportunities in the actual NFL, the league and shit like that. And it continues to be like a cyclical kind of thing. Like this conversation keeps coming up because the problem truly hasn't been resolved. And that problem being black coaches aren't getting the opportunities to get a coaching job, a head coaching position in the NFL. Um, I think what episode three we had was called NFL coaching uh, situation. And we talked about the same thing back then. This is in 2020 when we first started, right? So two years ago, um, and the issue before then still remained, and that is that you got all these black players. The league is filled with black players, dominated by black players, but you don't have black coaches coaching those players. Most recent situation, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. He has now filed a lawsuit against the NFL after being dismissed as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the prior two years with the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, y'all can correct me because I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe he went 10 and 6 in 2020. And then they they were, I want to say one and eight to start the season mm-hmm. and then they reeled off uh eight straight wins that is correct or something like that yeah, right and they ended up being nine and nine and eight to end this season yes and then he gets fired so let's say this his his in it was three seasons the first season he was five and eleven so his okay. overall record is twenty four and twenty five in the three seasons with Miami. Okay. Okay. I mean, but who gets fired after winning eight eight straight games? I mean, that's a strong finish. And they had a chance to make the playoffs. They were overachieving, really, because they weren't really a – nobody expected them to win. And they got to the point to where they were – they were in that scenario where it's like, hey, we need so-and-so to lose – we need this nigga to dig in his nose and then this nigga got a trip and fall on his face and we can get in the play. You know, like all kinds of shit had to happen, but they were in the mix with them scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and, you know, I know everybody wants the microwavable type of situation, like they want success right now. Like everybody looks at everything. You you see something on the internet you want to deliver yesterday, you know, so everybody is in this, I need it right now, instantaneous kind of phase. So the same thing happens with these, co- these leagues and these teams, whether it be, you know, baseball, 
football, uh, basketball, motherfuckers want to see results now. But I don't think he was doing bad, okay? And I don't know how y'all feel. Did he have enough time? Um, is is he? Do you support this lawsuit that's being filed? Is it going to change anything? Like, it's so much shit we could talk about. So, what, what's up, fellas? Go on, Ubang. Nah, Kev. Um, I'll let you take the. <clears throat> I'll let you take the wheel. I just, you know, because I already know why, how you coming. So, <laughs> since, since we always, you know, we want to give different points of view. You know, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go where you where I know you go. You know, and so correct me if I'm wrong. Brian Flores, um, wrong. First <laughs> off, he was correct offered. this man. <laughs> he he was offered a hundred k to lose games so that they could secure a draft pick. Is this true? That's that's one thing that he's alleging. Is it? Is it <laughs> uh, there's an unnamed person that 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 is a witness to this that he was asked to lose games. Um, so that's one thing. Now, did he apply for other coaching vacancies under the Rooney Rule? He did. Okay. Well, it's not necessarily under the Rooney rule for him. He well, just yeah, applied he, and, and, and wasn't really applied for. They requested interviews. Yeah. They requested to interview Brian Flores, right? Right, because you don't really apply under the Rooney yeah, rule, yeah, right? Okay. It's just motherfuckers. Well, they're you know. using the Rooney rule. They're like, we have to interview a black candidate. So, and that's all. That's all these motherfuckers doing. Like, let's <laughs> uh, get that pick two. Damn, oh. Rooney. <laughs> Jerome and who? Uh, uh, right. Bettis is. is does he want to coach? <laughs> Staley, yeah. get Deuce Staley. Let's uh, let's interview Deuce Staley. So, um, okay. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. Then he got a text message congratulating him on receiving an NFL position that he didn't get. I don't make sure I'm reading that right. From Bill Belichick. But, I mean, that's what that's what I heard. I heard Bill, Belichick. Um, Bel- Belichick. <laughs> and then afterwards, Belichick came back and was like, damn it. Wrong, Brian. And realized that he, I guess, spilled the beans that um, teams that had not yet interviewed him had went with a, another person named Brian that was white. It, it was actually uh, the New York Giants, right? Yeah. They went with Brian. They went with white Brian. They didn't go with black Brian. Just I'm I'm just correct me if I'm wrong. I want to make sure. Nah, you got and, um, it. You got it. Yeah. Got it. Was, yeah Dayball. Okay. Dayball. Yeah. Brian Dayball. Okay. So the irony with all of this <laughs> is that Bill Belichick is a whistleblower. <laughs> that for me, that's the irony. Because uh the way that they run things in New England, it's like niggas are expendable. And a lot of people think that New England has racist practices, but for Bill to inadvertently text the wrong Brian and congratulate him is that's that's unbelievable. Do I think that Brian Flores has a case? Maybe. I can't necessarily say it's a slam dunk case because we know that the NFL has been bullshit for years when it comes to hiring blackhead coaches. What um, kind of case is it? If it's not a slam dunk, what is it? Is it like a Clyde Drexler finger roll? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. It's, a, nice man. it's a Reggie. Nice man. It's a it's a it's a Reggie Miller man. It's a it's a Reggie Miller catch and shoot with the kick. 
yeah, I now nah, I don't he he doesn't have the kick, so I don't even know if it's going in. Uh, he, he's not kicking the leg when he's shooting. His his wrists aren't even hitting. He's just, he's just shooting. So it's so it's a so it's a it's a Patrick Ewing finger uh, roll against the, the finger against roll. Orlando Magic. What's the yeah, Orlando? yeah, yeah. It's the the Patrick Ewing Orlando Magic finger roll. That's what this is. Okay, this could go either way. Um, because again. You know that you, we know how the NFL has um, has hired black coaches in the past. For uh, um, they're not hiring them. You, know, <laughs> you, you look. We know how they hired them in the past. They ain't. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not dog. Like uh, uh, the NFL is going to say, "Hey, we're not racist." Look at Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's been in Pittsburgh forever. Like. They, uh, I never had a losing season. You're you're right. Um, like you have to literally be either, either you have to be at the top of the class or you're not in the class, right? Remember, uh, remember when um Chris Tucker on one of his stand ups on uh I think it might have been a bigger and blacker. I I, I can't remember which one it was. That's Chris Rock. That's Chris 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 Rock. Rock. Chris Rock. I'm sorry. I meant Chris Rock, not Chris Tucker. But Chris Rock said, um, yeah, man, like I live on this street and like I think in my neighborhood, he says Jay-Z lives there. He's like the like the top rapper in the game and Mary J. Blige lives there and she's like the top singer in the game. Yeah. And then my next door neighbor is just and, and my next door neighbor is just a fucking dentist. He's not the fucking best dentist. Like he's not like the best dentist in America. He's just a regular, random, middle of the pack dentist. And this motherfucker lives next to me. But in order to be black and live in my neighborhood, you got to be at the top of whatever it is that you do. You know what I'm saying? And that, and like, and the funniest thing when I think about the Flores shit is that, um, the shit that black people joke about all the time. Like we joke about that shit all the time. So like the shit that happened to to Brian Flores, like that shit is a joke in every barbershop, every homeboy, just, just homeboys chilling in a room together or, you know, just black people chilling in the room together. Just, just, just talking shit. Like, man, like the NFL don't give a fuck about black coaches. Like we know that, like that's been a thing. So we laugh about it, we joke about it because you know, through that comedy, it kind of it kind of mirrors real life. But here's the problem with Flores: your smoking gun really ain't a smoking gun. <laughs> so Bill Belichick, old ass, who gets okay. Him- I'm gonna hit before you go on. I'm gonna hit you with what I hit Kevin. If it ain't a slam dunk, what is it? If it ain't a smoking gun, is it a cap gun? Is it a Old 90s super soaker. What is it? Man, it's a it's a slingshot. <laughs> they got a slingshot. So your smoking gun is a slingshot, right? You got Bill Belichick who gets on TV in front of all these cameras when he does interviews and he talks about how he doesn't have face chat and Twitter snap and all this other bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like making it known mm-hmm. like I'm not with all this technology shit, right? So let's throw that out there first. Then this motherfucker just got Brian multiple times in his phone. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> he basically guessed like this one must be Brian Dayball. Right. So you got this dude. Belichick gonna really say savvy. some shit like he gonna say some shit like I texted a few Brian's. I know a Brian from Subway. I sent him a text too, asking about a sandwich. I don't know. So you got Brian, you got Belichick texting Brian. And um I've been posting a, like a uh like a little meme or the gif or whatever with uh like an old dude sitting down in front of his computer putting his glasses on and like looking real close to the screen like I can imagine Belichick like eh, let me see I'm trying to send a text message to somebody like <laughs> bro. So he makes a mistake. He texts the wrong Brian to congratulate him on the job. But Uban, even if he didn't, even if that wasn't the case, he would make it like that is the case. Right. How do the so uh, wait wait? So, I, I, I think we're we're still skipping something. The fact that Bill Belichick already knew that Brian got the job before it was even announced lets you know that these niggas are sitting around talking to each other. Now no, of course. You don't you don't think that there's collusion? It's not even collusion, but it's you don't think that that the owners and general managers and all these people in the higher up positions that they talk to one another? Of course they do. So what could have happened? And again, this is I'm not arguing against it. I know the reality of it. They could have interviewed Brian Dayball and he blew their asses away mm-hmm. right and out of respect they have to go through with the interview process and they give Flores his interview with maybe the opportunity to blow them away we all know that's not the truth but if you're bringing a lawsuit against the NFL if that's your smoking gun it's not enough then he veered off then he fucked up. You know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> you know you done fucked up. You said you dropped the bottle at 11.59. Yeah, I, 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 I dropped. Okay. I dropped the bottle at 12, uh, 12, yeah, uh, 12.59. You know you done fucked up, right? Brian, you fucked up. Now you're talking about him paying you money to throw games. What does that have to do with racism? I I think he was basically what he's saying now is fuck y'all. You know, y'all fired me. So now right. I'm about to so just here, so here tell me you out. everything y'all motherfuckers hear is doing. Out. Like y'all had me doing this shit and now y'all was he losing the game? Him? Was he losing hear me the out. game? <laughs> hear me hey, out. He, hey, nigga, they <laughs> lost the first Seven or seven out of eight. <laughs> and then he finally was like, fuck it. That's not when he Here was asked to lose games asked to lose the games. He was asked to lose the games afterwards to solidify the bad pick. I mean the good draft pick. And the nigga didn't so do it. He clearly was winning the games. Hear me out. Yeah. That right. on its face is not racism. Then he brings up the fact that he gets invited to a boat with the owner of the Dolphins with a prominent 
quarterback, if we're going to put two and two together and we're going to do a little math tonight, I'm going to say that that prominent quarterback was likely Deshaun Watson. Yeah. (laughs) He gets on the boat, owner on the boat. He sees this prominent quarterback hop on the boat, and he's like, yo, I can't be here. This is illegal. This is tampering. I'm out of here. Again, show me the racism. Now you come off looking like um, a woman's or or an ex-coach scorned, right? I'm mad. But but there's more. Well, there's more he threw out than those things. Like, I know you I know you get into a point, but he also talked about how John Elway showed up drunk to an interview that he was supposed to have. So he's also putting out there that while they were quote unquote, you know, air quote, giving the opportunities, uh, they weren't really taking him seriously. But again, hold on, this nigga John Elway showed up drunk to an interview. You didn't hear that? Yeah, he said John Elway showed up hungover. Oh, to their the interview that said he was late as shit was hung late. over yeah and was hung over when they were interviewing him for the, the Denver head coaching position oh my god but here but but Kev we laughing but again that one and I, I wasn't even gonna bring it up because I didn't really want to take away from his credibility how the fuck can you prove that I can tell you I'm in late I'm coming in late to this um, to this meeting because we just flew back in from wherever we were at yesterday doing an interview, and I'm disheveled because I didn't get a chance to. I'm not getting a chance to like you know look my best. Like we just came in on a late flight. Boom, boom, boom. They can give you reasons for why you're. He's basically assuming that they looked that way and came in late because they were out drinking. But do you understand, like, how you really can't prove that in court? Like, if you can't prove that in court, no, it shouldn't be a lawsuit. Yeah. Because now only one of the four issues, only one of the four issues that you brought up can even remotely resemble racism. And that's the Bill Belichick shit. The rest of the shit is all, is all, um. Speculation. Conduct. His opinion. And yes. what, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's you versus them, but it's all conduct. It's like. That's how you're conducting yourself as an owner of a team. You get what yeah, I'm but I'm but but him throwing it out there is kind of is kind of him trying to put out some supporting stuff for these. This is what the people are doing when they say they're interviewing me. If you were interviewing Belichick for this position, would you be an hour late? You know, would you would you be drunk? Even though I know that's what he's alleging, but it's like he's showing that you wouldn't treat a candidate that you feel like you are actually really considering like this. And well, I know it's all circumstantial and all of that kind of stuff. So it it's is, not hardcore Steve. evidence. It is. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's all circumstantial and, and it's, it's not hardcore evidence. It's just really, I, I'm going to say this, even if he doesn't win, I feel like he's, it, this is kind of like a Colin Kaepernick situation, right? where he's throwing himself to the fire for what's a greater cause because Lee most likely ain't going to win this shit. And 
What is it really going to change with the coaching situation? I don't Zero. know if it will change anything. Zero. Right. It's going to change nothing at all. You got he should old, yeah, old but son. but but for him, he's done in the NFL. He he's going to be a college coach now. You're yeah, he's going to be a college coach now. He he should have he should have had receipts though. He has no receipts for a lot of the stuff that he's saying. Oh, well, you know, I I want to see how the, how it plays out in in court, man. I don't know what else is going to be said and who's. The thing is this. This is the thing, man. There may be some stuff that motherfuckers could say. Right. Because when you have circumstantial stuff, you start piecing together the puzzle when you have other witnesses and other people who step up and say shit. Right. The problem is people know, but they ain't going to put their necks on the line right along with this nigga. So he won't even have enough support from his folks who know it ain't right and seen shit and know what's up. He won't have anybody come to his defense with but that's, that. But that's where he's got to understand. He's got to read the room. Like, listen, if I'm about to make a move like that, right, a power play like that, I got to come to you behind closed doors. DP, I'm about to do some crazy shit. You got my back? Hey, Kev, I'm about to do some wild shit, bro. You got my back? Like, I might need y'all niggas to jump in the fire with me. You gauge the room. Niggas is like, hey, man, listen, bro, I just started this gig, man. I'm two weeks in. I can't really... I'm, you know, I mean, I nigga, I, I, I'm fucking with you, but I can't really throw my name out there. Next nigga yeah. be like, "Hey man, shit, man, I'm on thin ice." These motherfuckers told me if I don't turn this shit around in the off season, I'm on the chopping block. So I nigga, mm, I gotta feed my kids. These motherfuckers is in private school. Nigga, read the room. Okay, I ain't got the support I need. Let me just tuck it away. Let me just temper that shit. Put turn it down a little bit, cause. Only motherfucker that jumped that jumped to your defense was Hugh Jackson. And I believe him because the funny thing about Hugh Jackson and talking about losing is that Hugh Jackson, this is not the first time he made the claim about Hugh, uh, about Cleveland telling him to lose on purpose. He said it mm-hmm. on his way out the door and meet people treated him like the crazy coach. Yeah. So, you know, so it was like, okay, Hugh, just the old crazy black nigga talking wild, shut his ass up, no one's listening. Now that Flores came, and Flores is a Bill Belichick disciple, all of a sudden, he gives the entire thought that a team would do that more credence than Hugh Hugh Jackson could have because they didn't respect him. They didn't respect his football lineage, right? (laughs) So, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that these coaches are doing that shit. I mean, these owners and coaches are doing that shit, especially when you see like the, like you know who's on the who's on the draft board. Like any time a any time a quarterback, a big name quarterback is ready to come out, right? This year they're saying it's a weak quarterback draft, so nobody's really doing any crazy tanking. But when they had like you know when when um when Trevor Lawrence was available, when Andrew Luck was available, the Colts tanked. They could have brought Peyton Manning back the year that they went oh and what uh like. 1 and 15 or 0 and 16 or whatever the fuck they went. They could have brought Peyton Manning back, but they knew they were trying to get Andrew Luck. So they told his ass to sit the fuck down. Sit your old ass down. You just broke your neck. So but I, and I'm riding I'm right like I said. Hey, I respect him. First day of Black History Month, he went for it. 
But nigga, when we when we bust down the when we bust down the seams, ah man, it just it it, it, it <laughs> makes it sound. He went for it on the first day of Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. He shot. He shot. Hey. Release this on February first. <laughs> February one, as the ancestors would say, February one. So, All right. Um, yeah, man. He t- he shot a shot. I think he missed. That motherfucker still, you know, rolling around the cylinder right now. But I just, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it, man. I think like this shit comes off like, like someone that's that's mad about losing their job. Wait, took that shit personally. This nigga said he rolling around the cylinder, nigga. Yeah, yeah. This nigga's got this nigga got the toilet bowl jumper. Yeah, yeah. Is that shit going in, nigga? You know it's not going in. Last minute, yeah. Right, last minute that shit gonna rim out. Boop, boop, bop. <laughs> so um but more power too oh, and at the end of the day until there's a change at the top right where we get black ownership not not a non-white ownership when we get black ownership at the top in the nfl which for some reason that has eluded the nfl and i would think it's intentional like oh, right um, we won't see much change, you know. Like the only motherfuckers that got a black coach is the motherfuckers that instituted the Rooney Rule. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> right. Like, hey, listen, man, you gotta follow this shit. <laughs> Y'all can't. I mean, like some real shit. Bullshit. You better fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, ooh. So I look at that shit, and what you just said is absolutely right. It's like. We're going to be talking about the same shit until some shit changes at the top. And it's like, why don't you? And I know why they won't. But what folks should really be pushing for is ownership, right? I know the head coaching positions, all that kind of shit. But why don't you press these motherfuckers to, hey, man, start two expansion teams black, and, and let it be some black-owned teams? Is that is that going to hurt the league? No. It's not gonna hurt the league. You still got you still got the other, you know, the other owners, the other teams. They're still making billions. Well, why can't you start two two more franchises and and they're black owned, right? But we know why. Yeah. But that would be a solution, right there. We're gonna we're gonna expand, and and we're looking for black ownership for for the two teams that we're opening up. What what states, man? Where, where would you put them? I'm just curious. You gonna take one back to St. Uh, Louis? Well, well, according to Ubon, <laughs> everything <laughs> past what was it? Past Mississippi is Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Anything east of Mississippi? Oh man! Um, hey, hold on. Before we even go any further, so they were like nine coaching vacancies this offseason. The first, like, five or six got filled by white coaches, right? Yep. All these coordinators, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think his name is Josh McCown. I think he was a backup quarterback for a few different teams. I think he backed up. Arizona, right? He was he was a backup for uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, in uh in Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken, at one point. Okay. Uh, was it there or the 
or the I know he backed up the Bears. It, he bounced around. This Josh, yeah, he did. Was, yeah, this motherfucker. Yeah, he been he had been in the league for a long time, but he I is kind of remember him with the I kind of remember him with the Cardinals or something. Like maybe that's where he. Yeah, this motherfucker started. This motherfucker is the quarterbacks coach for his son's high school football team, and he is thought of to be the front runner for the Houston Texans job. He does not have any coaching experience outside of being the quarterback's coach for his son's high school team. And he is on track to get a head coaching job. Like and that right there speaks volumes, right? And so you guys um, know he, he was a journeyman in the NFL. He did play for the yeah, Cardinals. Absolutely. He played for Detroit, Oakland, Miami, Carolina. San Francisco, Chicago, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, New York, Philadelphia, and Houston. It's 11 teams. Phil, uh, it's Cleveland, that's where he was. He was in Cleveland, not in Kansas City. I'm sorry. So, um, here's the funny thing. All these dudes are getting positions, right? Um, mm -hmm. These white coaches, OCs, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. Then here comes Miami. On the heels, on the heels of the racism uh, claims by Brian Flores, they hire, I think it's San Francisco's offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. It's a dude that looks white, but he's biracial. <laughs> 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 they like, uh, oh, y'all, y'all, this motherfucker, Brian Flores, think he's slick, huh? Watch this. My boy, Mike McDaniel is the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, half black, half white. I think his dad is black, mm. mom is white. Wow. But he looked white as hell. So Miami's like, uh, we'll still get a white boy. He worked under Sh Shanahan, San Francisco offensive coordinator. We'll take him. Meanwhile, you have Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. He can't get a job. You have uh, Brian Leftwich from Tampa Bay, he can't get a job. You have Jim Caldwell, formerly of the Colts and the Lions, he can't get a job. But somehow, Lovey Smith, throw Lovey Smith in there. No, 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 no. Uh, well, well, Lovey Smith is supposed to be uh, in talks with the Texans, right? They were, they were considering him. Hey man, he, he ain't got a job. Josh McCown is the is the is the front runner for the Texas for the Texans. He ain't got job. a job, yeah. He's a he's a front runner, but Lovey Smith was was in the mix. He's the Rooney Rule guy. So, <laughs> um, but lo and behold, another McDaniel. What what is his name? Josh Josh McDaniel from the from the New England Patriots. He went to Denver. He drafted Tim Tebow. He had a terrible record in Denver. I think it was something like seven and nineteen. While he was in Denver, he got caught cheating, recording other teams' practices. He gets relieved of his duties in Denver. He interviews. So now, let's assume he was black. That would have been the end of his NFL career. We'll move forward. He interviews with the Indianapolis Colts. They agree to terms. And right before he's about to be introduced as the head coach, he calls them and turns the job down. They hired you as their coach, and you turn the fucking job down. 
That would have been mm. the second death sentence, right? In a black coaching career, that would have been what we call um, two consecutive life terms, right? So, nigga, if you thought you had a chance of coming back after you died, now nah, we're going to slap you with another one. And somehow, during this coaching cycle with nine spots available, Josh McDaniels picked up the job as the head to be the head coach of the Raiders. His third opportunity after failing, after failing twice, nigga didn't even show up for one of the jobs. Nigga got the job and forgot about it. And somehow he still was able to get a third coaching job. Meanwhile, Jim Caldwell, black head coach, did good things in Indianapolis with Peyton Manning. The last time the fucking Detroit Lions had a winning record, he was the coach. Ever since they fired him, it's been downhill. He can't sniff a job. Mm. The shit's sad, bro. Like, for real, for real. But Hey, quick quick, quick update, though, because, you know, we always try to stay current with stuff. I know it's not technically live reporting because the, the episode won't come out immediately, but, I mean, as of 10 p.m. and as it is 10:43 p.m. Sunday night, February 6th, right now. There have been stories released by multiple uh, platforms: uh, Yahoo Sports, The Cron, SB Nation, ABC are reporting that, and NBC, that um, Josh McCown will not be offered the job, and they are looking at Lovey Smith. So I don't know how that's going to play out, but I don't think Lovey Smith's getting this job. He may not, but this is this is uh man, all those people that I named, and I'm talking about like minutes ago. Oh, uh, Ubong, so that's crazy that we were just on that and they're talking about this shit right now. Ubong, yes sir. The Chris Rock comedy was kill the messenger. I'm gonna kill the you. messenger. Thank you, sir. I know I, I I couldn't remember which one it was, but yeah, yeah love Chris I, Rock. I remember that one. That shit was funny. I didn't start liking Chris Rock until I became an adult. Like as a kid, <laughs> I didn't I didn't dig his comedy because it was just too adult. It was I couldn't relate to it. It was too adult based. But as I grew older, man, Chris Rock is funny as hell, bro. He's a hell of a writer, man. A hell of a writer with the with like his material. He's using real life scenarios and real life events and stuff that happens and making that shit comical so yeah i yeah i started <sighs> when he created bigger and blacker which was in 99 so yeah i was an adult as well and, and any any final thoughts on the florida shit i think uba i thought i was gonna go in the uh direction of him having a lawsuit and he was prepared to argue but uh no i mean you still pointed out everything in the lawsuit you just pointed I, I, it out without saying lawsuit, but he doesn't have Like I said, it's Patrick. I, I agree with you. Patrick Ewing missed the layup. Hey, what what what? <laughs> is that Correct me if I'm wrong, but like nigga, you just named everything in a lawsuit. <laughs> you just you know didn't what? mention the lawsuit. <laughs> so yeah, I just argued that. I argued against what you were. Nah. You know, that correct me if I'm wrong. Shit, you was talking about. Mm-mm. Oh shit! But um, uh, nothing. I mean, I don't really have much to say on the thing. It's like black people in black people in America are in a weird place. We always have been, 
like we always have been and and I feel like we always will be. It's just a weird dynamic for black people in America, right? We know that shit is being said about us. We know that we're we've been treated differently and we're being treated differently. We know that other people are getting elevated without merit above us, but if there's nothing we can really do about it because we're not in the power structure. And then when you do get a few black people that raise, uh, rise up in, in the power structure, they want to try so hard to remind everybody that's up there with them that they're not just going to pull up every nigga and every Tyrone and every Jerome and every black motherfucker with them that they end up turning into the motherfuckers that, you know, you thought they would put up there to to kind of fight against. So it's the dynamic that we live with and we raise our kids knowing that our kids have to do more, have to work harder, have to stand out more, have to be more respectful, have to be more, you know, subservient to, to the power structure to get ahead in life. And that's just the reality. Like, Niggas a kick in the head, but what you gonna do about it? You know? Yeah, and to uh, again, the same is it's uh, I, I mentioned shit be cyclical, man. It's the same shit we've been talking about. And it's like if you don't, if you don't decide, hey man, you know, I can't get a piece of the pie, so I'm gonna make my own, then you you just gonna be dealing with the same cards, man. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't go start your own shit or have enough people who say, okay, let's do this, we can make this happen, then you you just a fixture in your cog your cog on the wheel. You know what I'm saying? And it's never really gonna change. You're just gonna be rolling to the motion of whatever these owners want, these white owners. And that's that just is what it is, man. Like, you know, I keep hearing a lot of people saying they commend Brian Flores and all of this stuff, but it's like, you know, where where's the real support for him? Nobody else is going to lay, lay their shit on the line. It's like Ubang said earlier, it's like a nigga scratching his neck like, well, you know, I just started <laughs> over here and shit. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger picture, but, you know, we... We still want to be in that same frame. Niggas act like they don't, but then act like they do. So basically, you say you don't want it, but then you act like you, you know, you, your actions say you cool with it. And I hate to keep drawing the same parallel with, remember I talked about the NBA and the ABA, right? Mm-hmm. Where you had all the flash and pizzazz and all the niggas over here, they like, what are these niggas doing? And they're like, let's just absorb that shit so they don't take over. It's like black folks realize we are the show. You know what I'm saying? We are the shit. But if you just let somebody take that shit over and control it, hey man, what you doing? You 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 that joker dancer trying to amuse the king. Right. And it's like but the the saddest part is that the culture, we still move the culture. Like we still right. everything that's everything that's hip, everything that's cool, everything that's that motherfuckers want to mimic, they come steal that shit from us. Globally, locally, nationally, like, they want they want the vibe, they want everything that is, but they don't want to give us credit for it. They don't want to say, you know what, y'all motherfuckers really do be making shit happen. But, uh, like, it's, you just, 
it, it's everything. It's everything, man. But you know, black women got big booties now. All the hoes going to Miami getting big booties. You know, like right. it's everything. Or going to Mexico for the for yeah, the cheap cheap. Yeah, I would say the fifteen hundred dollar joint. That's <laughs> right. They going to Mar- everything naturally that comes to us, talent wise, style, all the shit. You're right. But the cold part is, like I said, it's talked about in every barbershop. It's talked about in in comedy. It's talked about in in households across the world. We're just used to it. It don't even phase us anymore. Like niggas just deal with it. Like that's crazy. But Uban, it's like what's the shit that you said where it's like when you walk out the house you basically in a war zone oh yeah right yeah and you all and you and it's like you hearing gunshots and helicopters and niggas getting shot or a kid losing a friend in school and then you just it's like that shit ain't normal nigga yeah like the average motherfucker got ptsd behind that shit right i was watching um I was watching Captain Phillips this morning. The shit with uh with Tom Hanks when he was uh he was on like a on a cargo ship and it got abducted by pirates or whatever. And in the end, like he had went through this whole traumatizing experience and like the Navy is like trying to tell him, like, hey man, are you okay? And this motherfucker's acting crazy and they're like, You don't sound okay. And it's like, yo, like that's like a like a regular black kid's existence, just walking to school and coming back home on a regular day. Like, you might have a pistol drawn on you. Nigga jack you, pistol whip you. Like, you got to run from some shit. You got to fight, catch a couple fades. That's like just a, a just a regular day. Like, oh, nigga, I caught the bus today and that shit happened. Like, and we are like so, like the shit I do around the house. Like, nigga, I make sure that I just grew up in the hood. So I got to make sure I lock my car door like two times. Pop, pop. At the end of the night, I got to make sure every door is locked, every window's closed. Like, damn, who living like that? Nigga, I am. Because that's where the fuck I came from. And that was regular for me. So, whereas the average motherfucker might accidentally leave some shit open overnight because they just forget about it. Like, I never do. Because, nigga, I'm from the hood where if you leave your shit unlocked, a smoker going to come by there and just open your door. All he doing is tapping doors to see if one of these motherfuckers open. Oh, some shit open? I'm going to jump in here and go get some shit, right? Like, that's that's inner city living. Like, nigga, we've been trained to be on our P's and Q's at all fucking times. Like, that's just the culture, nigga. Like, I don't understand anything other than that. So, you know, but again. Right, but it's like the same way that the circumstances have. Con- that's why I brought it up. It's conditioned your mind to think like that. Like, oh, it's normal. So I'm, I'm just I've just adjusted to this because this is this is my normal that shit ain't normal right right? but it's like so all these things that we talking about these the the circumstances with the league and all of this stuff and the coaches and all that it's become the norm so it's like oh we should just be cool like it's all right like nah it's, it's not we can't let it consume us though that's why we have to act like it ain't shit because if you let it consume you, right, it's like now you walking around with this cloud over your head like, man, fuck that. My life ain't shit. These motherfuckers ain't giving me no opportunities. I ain't getting no, you know, bull. nah, you just got to roll with the punches, man. Like, let's live life to the fullest, man. Every time we see an opportunity to get ahead, then we're going to bust that shit in the mouth straight up and down. But, and you know, I hate when our conversations even veer into this because I feel like we always talking about this shit. 
and like you know sometimes it kind of like brings down like you know the mood this black history month man the, we, we get the shortest month of the year we should have spent we should spend every motherfucking day you know uplifting and praising motherfucking black people for their accomplishments and all the shit they've done with with little to no credit throughout you know the history of the united states but um yeah man let's talk about the super bowl though who y'all got those hey, Kev, uh, Kev got the Titans. <laughs> Remember, he said he said Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Ooh, actually, I said Derrick Henry. No, no, Tannehill no, didn't do shit. I said Derrick Henry's the strongest man in the world. You said Ryan Tannehill is better than than Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan. Right. What Matt Ryan do this year? Not a goddamn shit, thing. Uh, Tannehill did. Hey, they got to the playoffs. Same thing Tannehill did. Guess He's what? sitting at home watching the Super Bowl. Guess what? Just like Tannehill. What's up? Hey, they paid Matt Ryan to tank this season. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit. He's sitting there like, boys. man, Flores, I know exactly what you're talking about. But <laughs> I need this job, though. <laughs> um, I'm going with the Rams, man. Um, They're making history as the first team to host an NFC game and Super Bowl game in the same place as opposed to Tampa Bay just hosting the uh Super Bowl did did the whole did Tampa Bay host the uh, NFC game? I don't know if they did. But anyway, uh the Rams are hosting the, they hosted the NFC game and the Super Nigga, Bowl. Nigga, anyway, the, you need to know cuz that was your point. <laughs> Making history. Um Nigga said <laughs> They're they gonna said they're going to be the first to host the NFC and Super Bowl. OB- Wait, did Tampa Bay do it? <laughs> OBJ gets a ring. I don't know. And uh, I, I actually, you know, when that trade went down and they got OBJ along with Von Miller, I said that that was enough to put the Rams over the top because before that I was talking about the Arizona Cardinals being the uh, – the Right, and I before. was – I never thought they were going to do it. And injuries, but – you said they had injuries. Yeah, they had injuries. Yeah, and they were they were they were they different were, with those injuries. But the uh, the L.A. Rams will win the Super Bowl, and I think it's good for the NFL. I think it's good for L.A., but especially the NFL to have the Rams come back and bring us a, a Super Bowl title to the the city of Los Angeles, or as Ubon keeps saying, Inglewood, differentiating Inglewood from Los Angeles. Absolutely, because yeah, my, my property value. We don't recognize my shit as Los Angeles. That motherfucker says <laughs> Inglewood. I am an Inglewood <laughs> native. Ingle. Ingle. <laughs> Inglewood. But I'm with you, Kev. I want, I want um the Rams to win. This was I, I really thought that um I really thought that this was a wide open year. Right, it was just anybody. It was anybody's game. The Rams haven't looked that great, if we're being honest with ourselves. Matt uh, Matthew Stafford has been okay at times. He's looked terrible at times, but he got a chance to face Kyler Murray, who I think is overrated. Then his defense got a chance to tattoo and retire Tom Brady, and then on the way to the Super Bowl. His defense got a chance to really get after Jimmy G. They were all they uh, um, outside of the Arizona game. They were all pretty close. 
right? They actually could have lost both games against Tampa Bay and uh, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just as a fan of football, man, you hear a lot of people saying that. I just want to see Odell get him one. The rest of these dudes yeah. I don't really care about. I just really want to see Odell get him one because it's the redemption. Like, y'all really tried to play this dude like he was washed up because y'all love Baker Mayfield so much. Baker Mayfield is a scrub. He is a fucking scrub. And he tried to bring Odell's career down because, and because the media hates people like Odell, they hate the flamboyant black quarterback. I mean, the black player, right? Joe Burrow is flamboyant. Oh my God. That shit is, that shit is annoying. But they love it though. Do you yeah. see the difference? that nigga? That nigga want to be the coolest man in the room every fucking time. But do you see the difference though? Do you see the difference in how they treat him? Like, yeah, they, it's crazy. Why don't we all break out some cigars and smoke like old Joe? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Motherfuckers on Twitter said Joe Burrow did more for the United States than Joe Biden. I said, damn, <laughs> I think it's ice cold. <laughs> Hey, oh shit! I'm motherfuckers ice cold, man. And you know, again, but I I won't sleep on Cincinnati. Nah, I yeah. have seen nothing really about them that stands out. But I'll be damned if these motherfuckers ain't run through Tennessee. No, they ran the Raiders, Tennessee, who's the number one seed, and then Kansas City, who's the number two seed. They doing something yeah. right. I can't put my fucking finger on it. It's like half the time the defense don't want to play good, but then when they finally do show up, they get to it. Kansas City should have put them away. That was on Mahomes, but again, the, the defense changed it up on him and he didn't adjust. So, right. you know, they did something right. They did something right. So Yeah, and I mean, it's still, you 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 were starting off by saying it's, it's up in the air, even like the season was up in the air. Even this game is up in the air. Like, you know, I was listening to you while you were talking about um, the Rams' path, and it wasn't like they were just rolling over motherfuckers, you know? Right. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, even that that last drive again with with the 49ers, you know, it was it was down to the last drive, right? You right. know, and they turned uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo into Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, right? That nigga closer <laughs> to an exit out of uh, oh no the the you know, exit from the 49ers. <laughs> but, me go up. <laughs> oh, but look, no, I'm saying, but that shit was close. That game was fucking close. And yeah, and they man. didn't just they didn't just smack them niggas. You Sean, know? So, Sean McVay did everything in his power uh, to lose. What the fuck was up. he doing? This challenge. Uh, right. Hey, all he needed was Bill Cosby standing on the other side, right? Oh my god. That nigga's tap dance wasn't shit. Challenge. It's not it's not there, coach. We've looked at it. There's no way they're gonna get challenge. I don't care. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck, man? Nigga, we you burned the time out, nigga, with the full usher. Let it burn. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! I bet you I don't lose this challenge. Uh, hey, I'm with you though, Ubang. Like I agree, man. That shit is that shit is wide open. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something, and I do want to shout this guy out. 
Cam Akers coming back from a ruptured Achilles, balling in the playoffs. Your physical therapist. It's crazy that he's back. Your physical therapist and your surgeon, they need to get a bag in the offseason. Whoever's working with you, please put them on notice so that others can come back the way you did. Because the fact that he's even out there is just modern day miracle. Man. Um, but I got I got uh I got the Rams too. I'm gonna roll with the home team, you know. The Rams win and Todd Gurley is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? Don't forget to follow us on IG and Twitter at 2Ps in the Bomb. That's the number 2 W O P E E Z A N D 